Hello Wellspring Church, wonderful to be with you and uh, I really take it as a privilege and honour to be sharing God's word with you. Um, we are continuing in our series Before We Go which uh, Tim brought to us last week, he started the series off and we're looking just through Acts chapter 1 so if you haven't already got your Bibles with you please get them ready, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 1. And uh, what we're doing through the series is Tim has looked at the 40 days of Jesus's appearances through after his resurrection leading up to what I'm sharing today, which is on uh, Jesus's ascension. And then next week, you've got Dan Harrison from the North Bushy congregation, uh, the leader of that congregation, sharing on those 10 days following ascension leading up to Pentecost. But as Tim brought the message last week, he really shared how uh, through looking at the 40 days that Jesus appeared, how those days were packed full of purpose. And he was encouraging us as a church family that uh, now, today, whatever season or time you find yourself in, it is packed full of purpose. When it's packed full of purpose, when you're living for Jesus, when you acknowledge Jesus in those situations and circumstances you may find yourself in. Well, today, as we look at the ascension of Jesus, we're going to be particularly looking at how the disciples saw Jesus in a new way because of the resurrection, but even more so because of the ascension. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel that all of us, potentially all of us, are seeing life in a new way, in different ways. And even the way we're doing church together right now is different, is new to us. Um, the way we go about shopping, I was a click and collect fan and now I'm going to the shops and learning that people really don't know what two meter distance is. <laughs> um, the way we go about relationships is new at the moment, right? It's really different. Um, how we relate to uh, friends and family, how we go about communicating with them may be a bit different for you. For many of us, work looks uh, very different. We're, we're discovering work in a, a new way, how to go about and see work in a new way. And even the way we do leisure, how we enjoy hobbies or having fun, uh, we may be seeing that in a new way. Maybe even we're looking at exercise in a new way or for the first time, as it may be, uh, really enjoying that for once. Um, yeah, seeing life in a new way. But I believe God's words for us in this time, in this time which is packed full of purpose, in this time as uh, before we go, um, as we're readying ourselves, is actually the Lord's heart for us as Wellspring Church family and for you personally, is that you would see Jesus in a new way. And that's not to say you've seen Jesus uh, in a wrong way, that's not saying that you're seeing Jesus uh, wrongly, but I believe there is more for you. I believe God wants to reveal more of who Jesus is and who Jesus is in your present situation and circumstances. So uh, as we look at uh, how the disciples see Jesus in a new way, let's be encouraged actually that we can see Jesus in a new way, not just in scripture, but actually in our lives today. So if you've got your Bibles, hopefully you've got them by now, uh, Acts chapter 1, we're just going to read from verses 8 through to 11. And uh, this is Jesus. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. 
They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. Now, uh, this portion of scripture was written by Luke. This is a second instalment from him. And uh, actually, the first instalment is the Gospel of Luke. So it's all about Jesus's life. And so where Acts begins, it kind of just overlays um, the end of Luke. So in Luke chapter 24, you will also find a version of the ascension uh, in chapter 24 and verses 50 through to the end. And I just wanted to share it. It's worth having a look at that and just seeing the similarities, but also seeing maybe the differences. Uh, I just want to encourage you, the context is of this ascension. The disciples have been seeing Jesus kind of appear, but then disappear. It seemed that Jesus didn't want them to hold on to him too tightly. And we, we can see now it's because of his ascension. And if you want to read a bit more about um, Jesus turning up and where did he turn up and a bit more about the resurrected body, then a beautiful chapter written by Paul in Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, is a beautiful chapter. talks about Jesus appearing to more than 500 people in this time of 40 days, packed for the purpose, sharing about who he he is at the proofs that he was risen and also the priorities of the kingdom of God sharing and teaching about the kingdom of God but now looking at Acts looking at the ascension verses really 9 to 11 I'm just going to share two points of how the disciples saw Jesus in a new way and how that impacted their lives what that meant for them and how that can actually impact our lives even today so the first thing we'll notice if you turn back in verse nine is as Jesus was ascending into heaven or ascending up and their eyes saw Jesus. And when we think about this, I don't know about you, sometimes uh, I don't know at what point in my life, but at some time, at some point when I heard this story, when I picture this story, I hear like choirs and I hear like the oh, angelicness of Jesus rising up. Now, I'm not sure the disciples heard that, but what they saw was the, the physical, hear me now, the physical, the fully physical risen body of Jesus rise up. This wasn't a shell of Jesus. This wasn't a ghost. This wasn't anything less than what they'd already seen when he'd appeared over the 40 days and um, showing himself to be fully human. A fully human Jesus, a risen body, went to be with the Father or went to be in heaven. And so for the disciples, they saw Jesus in a new way. They saw Jesus, the risen Jesus now, as the eternal king, the eternal king. See, they'd seen Jesus as a king before, a messiah, but now he was king forever, an eternal king, a king who was not gonna die anymore, but actually to live forever. And this was so, this was so mind-blowing for them, because what you have to understand and uh, see through Jesus' time with the disciples, they'd seen three people resurrected. Jesus had resurrected a widow's son, he'd resurrected Jairus' daughter and resurrected a very close friend of his, Lazarus. But all those three, even though they had been risen, the body they had been risen into would surely die again. Those bodies were still uh, subject to decay and death. 
But Jesus rose again to never die and to live forever. And it's shown in the ascension because he goes to be with the father, not through another death, but in his resurrected body. You see, Jesus, in the time he was with his disciples, he had redefined death to just be people falling asleep. They're only asleep. But through his resurrection, through his death and resurrection, not only had he redefined death, he had defeated it. So that those who would be resurrected would never, ever experience death again. They would live forever, eternally with the eternal king. For those who choose to put their trust and faith in Jesus, the, the eternal king, they would also live forever. And one day we would all be resurrected to live in the resurrected, fully perfect bodies <laughs> to enjoy Christ. This completely changed the way the disciples lived, the way the disciples uh, did relationship with God. You see, because of this, nothing else mattered. They were completely trusting and following in a king that would live forever. And you have to understand, um, these same disciples, their hopes were ruined just a few weeks ago. Their hopes in Jesus as king. Jesus died. But the thing was, when Jesus was resurrected, their hopes were restored. But that wasn't enough for Jesus because, you see, the disciples were so about the kingdom of Israel. That was their understanding. And so even when Jesus comes back, when he's risen, they think their hopes of the kingdom of Israel have been restored. And Jesus came back and said, no, it's not even about that. And you can read that um, just in the portion of scripture before this in Acts. But actually Jesus says, no, it's about the kingdom of God, about God's reign in every human heart that submits and surrenders to his rulership, to his authorship, to, to his way. This was the excitement. Jesus had not just restored their hopes, but he had raised them up to an incomparable hope. And that's what I want to share as part of my first point. You see, the disciples saw Jesus as the enthroned king, and that meant for them that they had an incomparable hope. So no matter what other hopes and dreams and plans and thoughts that they had, it had nothing in comparison with the hope they had in their eternal king and God's kingdom and his reign in people's hearts, defeating sin, defeating death, restoring relationship back with God and one day restoring all things to the original master's plan. How incredible. So from the kingdom of Israel, now it's about the kingdom of God. You see, maybe even for them, some of their hopes were, were in a good life, an enjoyable life. And Jesus talked about life to the full. But again, Jesus raised it up beyond that into an incomparable hope for eternal life. I want to encourage you today, in spite of life and how it is, eternal life is given to us for those who trust and believe in the enthroned King of Heaven, King Jesus, you know, the exalted one. We can actually put our trust in him and live with him for eternity. And that actually starts now. It's an incredible, um, 
It's an incredible understanding to know that we will live forever, even though uh, in this world we do see death and decay still. Because the, the, the kingdom of God is now and not yet. But I can't be getting into that uh, with the short time that we have together. But I just wanted to encourage you, the other day, um, uh, Sailor, over this time together, my uh, daughter, we, uh, uh, because of the lockdown and, you know, uh, and life being different, uh, Sailor was saying how she wanted a pet. And as, as with every good parent, the desire to get her a pet was there. And so we did what every good parent does. We got her caterpillars. Caterpillars, um, <laughs> as part of this program, uh, which hopefully they would end up being butterflies and you release them, okay? And uh, during, this, uh, during this last week, uh, the caterpillars, uh, what we were given was a little container where the caterpillars eventually would go to the top of the container. There's food at the bottom and on the lid of the container, um, they would make their cocoons, okay? So the caterpillar would become a cocoon. And Four of the five had made it to the top and made a cocoon and defying gravity were hanging there. But one of them, maybe it made it to the top but had fallen down or just never made it, was just on the ground, on, on the bottom bit. And it just looked like it was decaying. It just looked dead. So part of the program is you have to unscrew the lid and put it into this uh, next bigger container. And we have the lid on the side and the cocoons all lying off it. But Hannah put the cocoon that, uh, that looked like it was just decaying and dead in there too with them. And what blew my mind uh, this week, of all the cocoons that were to become butterflies, it was the one that I thought was dead and destroyed and actually decomposing in the, the leftover food, was the first to become a butterfly. Um, we're still awaiting for some of them to become butterflies, but this one became a butterfly. You see, my hopes was just that the caterpillar uh, would actually not die. My hopes were it would become a cocoon, but actually my hopes were surpassed incomparably as it became the butterfly, the first butterfly to come out of the cocoon. God really wants to encourage us today. You know, when we see him as the enthroned king, we have an incomparable hope. So that I know even in this time where hopes and plans and dreams have been ruined and not quite how we wanted them to be, Jesus didn't come just to restore our own personal hopes and plans. He came to raise up our hopes to an incomparable hope, to a hope in Jesus, the, the eternal King. And you can see the disciples, because of that hope, no matter the fears and anxieties and challenges that came uh, towards them, no, no matter the persecution or the, the, the chance of imprisonment, they continued to put their hope in the Lord, in Jesus, the enthroned, the exalted, the marvellous King who was King forever. Now, quickly, we must move on as we're running out of time. The second uh, thing that the disciples saw in Jesus in this time of the ascension is a bit of a trick, really, because they stopped seeing him, right? But what they did see was a cloud. And the cloud is synonymous with God's glory. So Jesus went into God's glory. And for some of the disciples, uh, three of them, uh, Peter, James and John, I believe, they actually had a similar experience of seeing Jesus in a cloud. And in that cloud, it was the transfiguration, the father spoke to the son saying, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. 
So this kind of experience is now for the rest of the disciples seeing Jesus had gone into glory. And beyond even going into glory, one of these disciples that I mentioned, John, he wrote a gospel as well. And you'll find in chapter 14, later on when John writes the gospel, is that Jesus had gone to prepare a place for all those who would believe in him. But as part of that, it would be <laughs> him going back to sit on the throne of heaven. And you'll find this, the same writer of John's Gospel wrote letters, and one of these was called Revelation. And in Revelation, there's picture after picture of, after picture of Jesus sitting enthroned in heaven, exalted in heaven. You see, for the disciples, maybe not at that point, but through the ascension, they came to see Jesus in a new way, that he was the exalted king. Not simply the messianic king who came uh, to rule in Israel, but actually to be exalted. And what that meant for them was that he was exalted. To be exalted in heaven is to be exalted over everything, over every power, over every principality, over every authority, over any, anything. There was nothing to compare this rulership, this authorship, this this place, uh, this place on the throne. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That he was given the name above every name. And actually, at one day, every knee <laughs> will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is how they saw Jesus in a new way, in a, a crazy way. To, to mean that they would give up their lives and share the gospel. And the thing was, when we look at the disciples just a few weeks ago again, or even in the 40 days leading up, they would have felt drained. They would have felt, you know, ruined. They would have felt empty because things hadn't gone the way they thought it would. But now they have an incomparable power. As they look to Jesus as the exalted king, they realise they have an incomparable power when he is their king, when they follow them. It meant they abandoned everything else to follow him. And that's the encouragement we can have today. That despite what is going on, and there is hard things going on, difficult things going on, things that mean we, we find ourselves at times being empty and feeling drained, but actually, because God has exalted Christ Jesus in heaven, that he's an enthroned king, we can actually find incomparable power in him. You see, a different way the disciples would have seen Jesus is at that moment they were with him. But, but because of the ascension, they were coming to see that they were in him. We are in Christ, who is at the right hand side of God, who intercedes for us and gives us every spiritual blessing. It's actually funny, in Luke's gospel, it says as Jesus was leaving, he was blessing them. But when he reaches the throne of heaven, it means that every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing is available to us today. Church, Wellspring family, if we see Jesus in a new way, if we look to him in this time and see that he is the everlasting, eternal king, and if we see him as the enthroned, exalted king, then we will have incomparable hope that nothing else matters. Although things may be valuable to us, it doesn't compare to the value of our hope in Jesus Christ. And even though we feel sometimes weak 
maybe empty and drained or even ruined in ourselves, we have incomparable power waiting for us, actually, that we can tap into, that we can relate to. So I just want to encourage you as we come to land this and respond, um, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, a letter to the followers of Jesus in Ephesus and probably to the areas around there. And he wrote as part of the letter a prayer. And I just want to read it to you. May this be a prayer that goes out to you as well. It's found in chapter one. I'm just going to read from verse 18. It says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I hope you're encouraged by this. I really do hope that in your continued seeking of the Lord, that God would give you fresh revelation as Jesus being the eternal king and the exalted king. Heavenly Father, I just pray for Wellspring Church and all those who are listening uh, to this. May we have incomparable hope when we see you. And may we have incomparable power when we rely on you. Father, help us to trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.